Okay, hey everyone, welcome to the Fae Forge Academy. Uh, I'm Steven, your dungeon master, uh, and with me today, uh, I have Justin from Mage Hand Press because we are about to jump in to space with the Mage Hand Press Dark Matter setting. Um, so for those who are listening and who aren't familiar yet, Justin, uh, what is Dark Matter? Uh, well, Dark Matter is uh, d in space. So basically it uh, allows you to play the game you already know uh, in space. So I can just take like my current 5e campaign with characters that we already have, like my wizards, my warlocks, my barbarians, and just take them to space? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we've actually balanced everything so that the fantasy options are balanced just like with the uh, sci-fi options. Uh, so if you wanted to, you could trick your party by having a spaceship crash down into the middle of your fantasy campaign, uh, painstakingly go through the details of describing a spaceship in strictly fantasy terms, uh, shoot them off into space and wait for like two or three sessions before it finally dawns on them that, wait a minute, they've been in sci-fi for a minute, and they are not in fact floating along the astral sea in some sort of weird magic boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That sounds like you may have done that before. I've done it a few times, and it is hilarious <laughs> every time when the first player, their eyes get big, and they're like, wait a minute, you tricked me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to take a couple of notes on that. <laughs> um, so with that, you guys have a Kickstarter going on right now, right, for the Dark Matter starter set. Absolutely. Um, what What does that entail, and why should someone back that? Okay, so the... Um, Kickstarters for our starter kit and also for our second print run of Dark Matter. Um, the first print run was so popular we sold out actually just a few months after we printed it the first time around. Um, so we're printing a lot more this time. Uh, awesome. Now, why you should back it is this, well, the starter kit is just pure value. Whether you're familiar with Dark Matter and D&D or whether you've never played D&D before, um, there's a fantastic DM screen that not only is going to have, you know, important rules for D&D in general, but Dark Matter specifically. Um, you're going to, you're going to get some dice and, you know, I, I know I'm a dice goblin. The more dice I have, the better. Oh, yeah. Um, absolutely. We've got a phenomenal starter adventure, uh, written by a talented group of, uh, writers that we brought on for the project called Conspiracy in the Stars. It's a neo-noir adventure um, set in this really interesting CD space station called Port Nomad, and I can't wait for people to check it out. On yeah, and, and just so you all know, that's where we're about to go um, in, I don't know, three to five minutes. Um, <laughs> Excellent. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give, give you all another plug. I tweeted about this the <laughs> other day. Um, I, as a DM, don't like running pre-written modules or campaigns or anything like that i they stress me out i have too many questions that i feel like they often don't answer um this this like starter campaign is fantastically written um the writers did a really good job of balancing like the amount of information you get so like the npcs feel fully fleshed out but there's room for you to take them and make them your own um the the different scenarios um, have a few specific things that happen that you can kind of build around and there's lots of room for role playing and, and kind of ad living and going off the rails, so to speak. Um, but it, but it still stays contained. It's, you can feel like the, uh, 
the theme in each it's it's broken up into three chapters you can feel the theme in each chapter like really popping out at you so that's my that's my that's my plug i that's all i got to say well, about it <laughs> thank you i appreciate that um there's and there's a another a couple important things that come in the starter box uh, we have the the dark matter basic rules, which basically takes uh, a lot of the SRD and a couple important things about you know dark matter that adds on so that you can accommodate those sci-fi uh, things like ship combat and puts it into a, a condensed document of about sixty uh, ish pages so that you can you know open this box up and play. You don't need anything, no other books, uh, nothing else. You're good to go. Uh, there's some pre-written, uh, pre-made characters, some character sheets, and a battle map, and a bunch of tokens as well. So again, this box is designed so whether you are a first-timer or a veteran, uh, there's something in this box for you, and it's only $30. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a steal. So mm-hmm. um, we'll have the link in the show notes that you can, you can go follow. Um, follow them um, at Mage Hand Press on Twitter. Um, it's magehandpress.com as well, right? Um, okay, so last thing. What's your favorite Dark Matter lore? It's going to be uh, the Wismos hand down. Hands down. So the Wismos are my baby. They are a small, tiny group of robots that uh, self-replicate and cause chaos everywhere while looking for a master. Now, they were created by an archfey who was chilling out in the Fey Wild, and he looked at and saw this this universe becoming more and more orderly because technology, you know, makes sense. There, there's logic to it. And uh, as a creature of the Fey, uh, this this particular Archfey hated it. So creates the Wismos to introduce uh, technological mayhem to the material plane. And they've been... And so what they do is they form up in, in swarms and then seeking... A master that you know that particular swarm will identify as um, suitable for them, and like a gray render can print imprint uh, a player character as as their mother, a swarm can mm-hmm. imprint a player character as a master, and when that happens, that swarm uh, will not leave the side of that player, and will do it. They'll try their hardest to to please their new master, but they're real bad at it. You know, you might ask them, you might ask them for like a grenade and they come back with like an apple or maybe they, maybe they bring that grenade, but the pin is pulled or, you know, maybe you get really lucky and they actually bring it to you. You you never know. That's amazing. It reminds me of, that reminds me of like baby Groot, but lots of tiny baby Groots. Yeah. (laughs) They're robots. (laughs) Um, So my inspiration when I was creating them was I basically took the minions from a despicable me and the <laughs> microbots from oh, Big no, no. Hero Six, and just smushed Amazing. them together. Amazing, <laughs> awesome! I love it. Well, we're as a cast really excited to jump in to Dark Matter. Um, those of you who are listening, the Kickstarter is going right now. Um, they have well, as of when we're recording this, which is about a week before that you're going to actually hear it in your ears. You guys are five hundred percent funded. Uh, we're I think we're at like five hundred and twenty percent now, but yeah, we're over five hundred percent funded. So, so we're in we're in big stretch goal territory. So, um, go go check them out. Um, we also as a for our normal our normal show, the Fay Forge Academy, uh, the Fay Folio, which is also a Mage Hand Press product. 
uh, is a big part of, um, was a big inspiration for me in creating the Fay Forge Academy world and, and how the Fay Wilds interact with it and everything. Um, and they have a ton of other stuff too. So go, go be sure to check them out. Uh, and Justin, thanks for, for hanging out for a minute. Um, thanks congratulations for Congratulations <laughs> on the successful Kickstarter. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome everybody to the Fay Forge Academy. Uh, we are here this week with something a little bit different. Actually, I guess we've been doing something different for the last the last few weeks. Uh, we're back in space today with Mage Hand Press's Dark Matters, Conspiracy in the Stars, the short campaign that comes in their new starter set that they are currently kickstarting. Uh, so first off, pause the podcast right now. Well, actually, don't pause the podcast. Keep listening to us. Uh, but immediately on finishing the podcast, go over to Kickstarter or use a separate device and uh, search for Dark Matter on Kickstarter and back that. It's a super, super great system and starter set. Whether you're uh, new to D&D in general or you want to just take your D&D stuff to space, um, it has everything you need to do that. And we're going to be showing off a little bit of uh, what Dungeons & Dragons can look like in space. So we got most of our normal cast. Emily's not here, unfortunately. But other than that... Steven, should we put a link in the show notes? Link in the show notes. Yeah, there is yes. a link in the, in the show notes. And yeah, we should probably say who's here. So, uh, Michael, say hey. Yo, what up? My name is Michael Sinclair II. I go by Michael Crits everywhere. That's me. Yep. Adelaide. Uh, Adelaide Gardner. I'm at O Adelaide. And a quick look. I, uh, my company just released its first expansion or announced its first expansion. Uh, for our game, Monsters of America. It's retail and restaurant-themed. Um, Hell yeah. And our cover is a giant dragon in Guy Fieri. So <laughs> yes. uh, the Kickstarter is going to be launching on September 8th, so check that out. Amazing. It'll be, it'll be fun times. And Kai. Hey, I am Kai, Stonefly underscore Kai, on mainly Twitter and Instagram. And Ian. Hey, everyone. Oh, my name is... Oh. Don't forget to follow us on Forge Academy on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook Academy on Instagram. That's and right. Ian. Hey everybody. My name's Ian. Uh, Ian Gould, Ooh. and you can follow you can follow me. Welcome at to Ian. the night show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be your host into an evening of smooth sailing and jazz. My name is Ian Gopal Gould. In space. In space. <laughs> and I will one day get through my intro, but not today. You can learn more by following me on Twitter at Ian G Gould. Cool. Um, all right. So I'm going to do a I'm little... I'm sorry for that. <laughs> Don't be. Never be sorry for that. This is why I'm here. I'll be honest. It's the dumb jokes. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to give us a little prologue, and then you guys are all... You all are going to have the opportunity to intro your... Par- oh, good God. You all will intro have... Intro our it. parasites. Yep. Our in- parents. Our parents. <laughs> our parents. I'm an orphan. <laughs> Uh, D&D, mean, are, folks. <laughs> yep. Welcome to D&D, where everybody plays orphans. Professional podcasting. <laughs> I'm leaving that part in, because <laughs> people need to know how professional we are. Very professional. Uh, <laughs> Act 1. The Usual Suspects. You, rep- you replay the Orientation Hollow video over and over again in your head, recalling how strange and important it seemed 
You remember how scared and messy the gnome scientist in the video was as he stared out the window into space, his eyes tired and wide. That gnome professor is Professor Oren Taufo Gogglefogger, an inventor who claims to have a solution to the verse's biggest problem. Once more, you recall the contents of the video. It's every little detail. Professor Oren fiddles with his rolled up sleeves, lights a space cigarette, and begins to turn to look directly at the holocam. He speaks with a hint of knowing sadness in his voice. That's me, spacers. And uh, I'm in a lot of trouble. It's not, it's not your fault this is happening. Not, not entirely. Maybe you will save my life. I hope. No, now is not the time. Listen, you have to understand the Taufo Matrix, my prototype, is going to change everything. We'll be able to travel into dead magic zones with dark matter ships. We'll be able to colonize unexplored planets using magic. We will rewrite interstellar boundaries. The thing about it is, change is terrifying, exciting. The possibilities in the impossible. It brings out the best and the worst in people. You'll see what I mean soon enough. And then the hollow video ends, with the professor putting out his half-smoked cigarette and reaching a shaking hand to turn off the camera. So that is the video that you all received to hire you as Professor Oren Taufo Gogglefogger's essentially guard as he is going to present his new findings to some potential buyers. Uh, and before we go to that, uh, why don't you each introduce your character and who they are, what their interests are, uh, anything like that? Um, yes. Hello. My name is Namanda Prefect. I'm the editor-in-chief of Redwire Greenwire. It's a magazine that, oh, I'm sure you haven't heard of it. It's, uh, it's a little bit avant-garde, but anyhow, I'm here to, I suppose, escort um, Dr. Gogglefogger. I mean, I'm familiar with his work. It's um, He did some really interesting things with, what was it, um, like crystal matrices? Yes, they're very nice. Uh, and, of course, I am accompanied always by my companion, Stanley Copperbottom. Say hello, Stanley. Hello. Very nice to meet you all. Oh my goodness, is that an XP38 blaster? Oh, I loved these about two seasons ago, but I don't know. It looks good on you. And, that, and that's my, my character and it's little little robot buddy. Her little robot buddy. <laughs> what What's your... Uh, uh... Oh yeah, and um, <clears throat> Nomanda is a gnome, and she is um, well well learned in Doctor Gogglefogger's work, um, playing with the new dark matter class Gadgeteer, which is like a uh, fun, like kind of like kind of has a bit of a feel of like Warlock mixed in with I think it's the uh, what's the one from Eberron? I don't know. It feels like that a little bit like that. Then we know what I'm talking about. So I'm here to play Eberron. Just me. I pair I play Barabon and badly. Well, there goes all my nerd cred. <laughs> well, put that in. <laughs> I guess I'll go since other people are trying to figure things out. I don't know what I'm trying to do either, but you know, I guess I'm ready to, to mess up. Fuck so. it, we'll do it Ooh. live. Yep, that's exactly the energy. Uh, I'm playing uh Baal Lutor. Uh, he is a um, Rothian, so that's a dark matter uh, race. Um, he is a singularity warlock, and uh, 
basically he's been cast out of the uh, the Rothian uh, kind of colony for being a little bit different. Um, he uh, so he has like the typical like Rothian like white shell body like carapace like that's his natural stuff. But at his head, his head has like a more of a um, voidish like looking out into dark space with very little stars out kind of like kind of head carapace like the shell there kind of looks like that he is trying to figure out what the meaning of life away from the colony is and he's trying to do so fast because rothians don't have a long life expectancy so um trying to uh figure out where his place in the universe is but accompanying these people he thinks that uh it's the farthest away from being with the colony so he's he's with these people thinking that it it is a a means to an end uh adelaide or kai your choice i'll go i am playing uh dallas cassidy she is an android uh that you can tell is an android technically they're supposed to look fully human but she has half of the covering on her face and her upper body missing you have no idea why she has no idea why uh she was created by a uh little texan man to be his ship medic uh but he didn't put too many good brain parts in her so she's not a very good medic and after uh he died of old age she took up his cowboy hat and became the gunslinger she ever wanted to be she also has a little pet roach that she kept because he's cute. His name's Wild Bill. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and Kai. Uh, I'm playing Ronnie. I'm also a Rothan, and I'm picking up that Eng- or that Southern accent now, which is not intended. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Uh, and I'm playing a barbarian. And as far as my looks, I um, have a black outer shell, a lot of piercings. The face of a Rothian looks a little bit like a hammerhead shark in a way, and I have piercings all along the sides of like that like ear slash skull slash long spot. Uh, (laughs) That's not what she said. And um, the underneath of her is like opalescent, um, where you can kind of see where the muscles and stuff are. And she was exiled because of tax fraud. And the reason she is on this uh, expedition with everybody is the intergalactic space cops told her that she had to assist with this mission or else she was going to be brought in on additional tax fraud charges. Nice. So you received that message a few weeks ago and the four of you have all traveled from your various parts of the galaxy to Port Nomad, where Professor Oren is set to present the Taufo Matrix to a group of governments and factions for the first time. You now find yourself in the Star Swill Bar, a seedy joint in Port Nomad. At one end of the bar is a dimly lit, empty marble stage with a piano set up against its back wall. The bar is populated, but not overly crowded. It's a variety of individuals from many different races and cultures gathered to witness the presentation that they've been invited to. In front of the stage are a row of seats that have been set up specifically for the presentation. Beyond the seats are a row of dark booths, some more poorly lit and perfect for whispered conversations. Several round tables are set up, 
between the stage area and the bar itself, where a few people are sitting and drinking or taking the opportunity to gamble their credits away. The bar of the Star Swill is a long metal top with many stools. Behind it, several human bartenders work hard to keep up with the demands of the clientele. Beside the bar is a large window looking out into the vastness of outer space. As the four of you enter into this bar, uh, you see Professor Oren Taufo Gogglefogger, uh, who makes eye contact with the four of you and kind of shuffles back to the back of the room to meet you. He says, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for uh, taking this job. I... Hi. Uh, hi. Uh, I have uh, a lot to work on for the presentation. Uh, I won't be able to engage with you much, but um, if you would just maybe mingle a bit and, I don't know, check out the the people who are here. I have... Um, my gut says something's going to happen, but I don't know. Maybe I, maybe it's just the, the pre-presentation nerves getting to me. I don't, I don't know. Anyways, uh, thank you. I have to go check a couple more things. You a fucking snitch? Is that how you know something's going to happen? Uh, n- no. Th- you know, it- if you're a fucking snitch, I'll break your fucking kneecaps. Bless your heart. Just ignore him. Uh, I, I'm, you I'm not. You can quit your blabbering and go on. Okay, I hired you, so I, I don't know why I would be snitching. Uh, I hired you to protect me. So, just a reminder. Not, I'm not fucking here on my own. Uh, well, as our darling over here would say, a cord. Sure. Okay. Don't you worry, Lick, about it. We got it handled, sugar. Don't worry. Oh, uh, you, I'm already regretting this. And he walks back to his desk. <laughs> and, and, and his table. Um, and you can pull up roll 20 uh, if you aren't already. So, Professor Gogglefogger has come to this back, the back entrance that you just walked in uh, and made his way all the way back to kind of this front well-lit booth. There's two other little gnomes who appear to be his assistants in some way, um, kind of right up in front next to the bar. Um, as you look around, there's a few other things you, you notice. Um, in the stage seating, it's entirely empty, except there's one amoeboid uh, up front, which you would know is one of the, the dark matter species that lives in the, in the universe. Uh, they're kind of like this almost fluid creature. Um, they can change their, their shape at will. You, they don't really have facial features. They're hard to read their expressions. Um, this one happens to um, just be sitting, kind of playing with like a, a data pad or something like that. Uh, very attentive in what, in what they're doing, sitting all alone, prepped for the speech. Um, there is two other booths in this bar. One is empty and more well lit but in the back there is a, a, a darkened booth There's, it looks like one of the lights is out it flickers a little bit uh, and in that there are two nearly identical looking halflings in white suits uh, as well as another halfling in a black suit uh, with kind of almost like a mobster hat tilted down has a nice big uh, cigar in his mouth uh, and standing directly behind that uh, is a large half orc uh, very, very well armored. Um, it's pristine. He he looks at attention, uh, if you will, uh, just observing the surroundings. He's got this huge like tri-barrel cannon on his back. Uh, does not look like someone to take. In the center of the room, there's a small gaming table uh, with a 
beautiful uh, human woman, red dress, red hair, uh, laughing uh, and seeming to be to take be taking the credits of uh, this uh, older dwarf uh, who's got this huge tool belt around his, his his belt, and you see four or five empty glasses of um, some sort of drink. Immediately to your left, all the way across, uh, is a nautilid, which you would know as a species that needs a specific kind of um, liquid to survive. And so they, when you see them away from that, they're in these huge armored suits with just like a little bubble where their head is. Um, and at the bar, you see an avia ra, uh, which is sort of like a bird, a human with a bird head right next to you. And kind of down, down on the opposite end of the bar, uh, is a well-dressed uh, elven female. And as you look around, um, the, the space is yours to, to move around and wander uh, and talk to guests and uh, kind of check the place out. Steven, would I know who the mobster is uh, coming from kind of like a mobster or no? Why don't you roll a check of sorts? I rolled a one. No. <laughs> I love it when I don't have to figure out what check you <laughs> um, um, You're not, but you can just, the, the way that they carry themselves, you've at least met people like them. Uh, I'm going to head over to the bar, uh, all jingle jangling. I've got a lot of sequins on me. Mm-hmm. I have sparkly cowboy boots. You could say I'm a little bit of a rhinestone cowboy. <laughs> uh and I just kind of plop one arm out of the bar and, uh, listen, uh, could we get a couple rounds of some whiskeys? Uh. Do, y- do y'all need straws? <laughs> how do y'all, do y'all, how do y'all drink? Get, just pour it in. Talking to Michael and Kai's characters. <laughs> we got mouths. <laughs> we got mouths. Yes, we have mouths. I'm just checking. Just so. quick question. How does the room react when these two Rothians roll up? These two nightmare uh, creatures. Of, why don't you make a uh, perception check? You got it, boss. I'll just use physical dice for this because, you know. Ooh, an 18. Okay. Uh, so as you look around, kind of what you notice, everyone is noticing everyone here. Um, and from what you kind of gathered from uh, Professor Gogglefogger is that... Uh, there are definitely a lot of different interested par- parties in his new technology. Um, and just so you have a little bit of better idea of the, the dark matter universe, um, there are regions in space that nobody knows why. Um, but the, the dark matter drives, which are arcane in nature, um, they don't work. The magic doesn't work there. Uh, wizards, warlocks, uh, sorcerers, like their magic stops working. Um, along with these spaceships. And so they're, they're almost completely unexplored. Um, and so his technology would allow ships to enter into these um, dead zone spaces. Uh, and so with that, that's where his fear of like, people are going to want this. And it is because it's literally universe changing technology. And so mm-hmm. everybody in here that you see is a couple of them take a, take a, a double glance at the Rothians, but there's also this half work that I that I spoke of earlier. Super, super well armed. Nautilids are not super common around. Um, everybody's a little bit almost on edge with everyone else. Ah, 
It's a proper cantina, space mm-hmm. cantina. Exactly. Okay. Uh, Fair. So, so Dallas, uh, as you as you kind of approach the bar, asking for those whiskeys, um, the Aviara, who's who's kind of in this corner, uh, looks looks to you all and says, "You know what? The uh, the first round's on me." And then he nods to the to the barkeep and says, "You know what these people want." Uh, and the bartender kind of nods. Uh, and pours. That's right. We want some whiskey. That's very kind of you. <laughs> and and actually ends up pouring these uh, four green drinks uh, that have like gold swirls through them, and puts them out on the counters. Uh, and and he says he says, "Well, this is on uh, Helio Horace. Apparently, enjoy. It's a Starswell specialty." I'm gonna pick this drink up and and just eye, eyeball it. Have I ever seen anything like this before? I consider myself a a patron of the drinking arts. Uh, why don't you roll a <laughs> check of your choice? <laughs> Looks a little suspicious <laughs> to me. Um, we're gonna go with an investigation, I guess. Sure. That's that's about all I got. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> While she inspects it, I'm going to drink it and be like, thank you. And I'm just going to drink whatever they gave me. <laughs> okay. Um, so as, as you taste it, it's, it's got this like flowery scent to it, um, but it's, it's tart uh, and it's real strong. And as you, as you throw it back, uh, I'm going to need you to make a constitution save. Oh, sweet. Oh. This is not the first roll. Okay. Uh, and with a, with a 10 Dallas, uh, it's it's new to you. You haven't you haven't tried this specific cocktail before. Con saving throw. Yep. You say. Okay. Ten. Woo. Okay. Um, yeah. You. It's it, it kind of you know when you when you drink something that's that's got that tart it like puckers your like the back of your mouth a little bit. Uh, I guess I don't know if Rothians have that in them. You'll uh, just see. You'll see like my <laughs> my neck my neck muscles like tense up and mm-hmm. pull like my chest muscles up. Yeah. That's probably what you would see if there's any tartness yeah. going on. Yeah. Uh, but but it's good. Uh, and you seem to have no effects or anything like that. Uh, it's tasty. I'll down it. He downed it. I'll down it. Okay. Uh, I- He's he, right? Sorry. Uh, they, actually. They. Okay. Just check. Brothian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm going to need you to make a con save as well. All righty. A nine. <laughs> uh, your uh, your Android drink receptors. <laughs> um. <laughs> I can't drink. I don't have to drink, but I can't. <laughs> it's, it's your choice. Um, uh, you feel like a little bit of spark in you for a second, uh, but you as well are um, are okay. And in, and it's it's a good drink. It's something special. Uh, and as as you two are, are drinking that, Helio Horace, this um, this Avi Ra who bought these drinks for you, she says, "I told you that's what you would want." Woo! Would you that's a good. Oh, well, but tell you what, shoot, you'll give me another round of those. Oh, <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'll, I'll get that. I'll get that for you. Uh, yes, please. Thank you, but that uh, was very good. <laughs> uh, what is uh, Stanley doing? Two more. I know, right? That's the question everyone is asking. 
And I want to just appreciate right now that my main character is probably going to fade into the background and I'll just be playing my pet mostly. <laughs> <laughs> Might not happen that way, but I'm kind of calling it now. So, uh, yeah, Stanley sees the Amiiboid kind of sitting up in the front by themselves and, mm -hmm. you know, being uh, someone who's very technically minded, uh, is very attracted to the Amiiboid's way of looking at the like there's the whole thing with the, the eternal catalog and then with the the, the jump maws and so stanley's gonna go head over to this amoeboid and just you know, sort of sit down next to him and uh I start chatting him up i would like to stop you on your way though uh, stanley yeah oh why <laughs> uh <laughs> copper bottom i need to know an answer to something is this little pet of yours Wired. So, real quick, my character's name is Nomanda, but the robot's name is Stanley. Oh, the robot's name is Stanley. Stanley Tucci Cod Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did not understand that. Mm -hmm. Nomanda. Yes. Is this pet of yours? Pet? Why am I Southern again? <laughs> pet of yours. Just embrace it. Embrace what comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Wired, because if you're working for the space pigs, I can tell you, I will break every bone in your body. Aren't you out on parole right now, or are you heading back into any of parole? Business. Oh no, I've read your sheets. And I'm gonna like make myself big. Uh, as as that conversation's happening, Helio, <laughs> the uh, Evia Rot, looks at you and says, uh, "Is there gonna be trouble here?" Uh, I happen to keep security here in Port Nomad. It depends on who Nomadis is working for. Lovely, yes. You've never heard of me. And now you want to know if I'm wired? What does that exactly mean? Like if if I've got a wire on me and if I'm spying on you? Who are you again? Why would I want to spy on you? Do you, are you important? People call me Ronnie. Ronnie, yes, I remember. We're working together on this. Well, Ronnie, I'm so happy to meet your acquaintance. I have no interest in you beyond this job. Is that clear? Crystal. Now, what is this swill we're drinking? And Nomanda is going to take a look at the drink. She's going to like casually sniff it and then. Like, hopefully there's a garbage can nearby, because if there's not, she's just going to throw it on the floor. And then she's going to look right in the bartender's eyes and say, Apricot Howler, straight up, with a size of Capital Bliss as exactly 72 degrees, exactly. And if it's too tart, like, whatever it is that you just poured, I will be disappointed. Okay. Copper bottom, um, I'm watching you. No. No so Manda, no Manda, the robot is copper bottom. I, I'm watching it. <laughs> At uh, which point, so as your uh, oh, okay. I was gonna say, as your glass slams onto the ground, because uh, there isn't a trash can immediately <laughs> within your vicinity. <laughs> uh, so as your glass shatters on the ground, uh, the the barkeep uh, looks at you, can't, taken aback. Uh, um. And, and as you start giving giving that order, just starts going to work very quickly. Um, uh, you see them pull out a th like like go to the other bar bartender that's in the back, and you hear like, "Do you, do you have a thermometer?" <laughs> I, 
I don't know. Do you, I've never needed someone to make a drink exactly this way. Uh, and Horace looks up, looks over at you as this is happening, uh, Nomanda, and says, you're going to clean that up. Oh. I don't want to have to start writing fines or taking you in. A, f- a fine? Yes. For, oh, the garbage. Yes, you should get someone to clean that up. No, I'm getting you to clean that up. <laughs> oh, do you, are you short-staffed here? Th- Nobody... Do you have a hard time holding on to employees, or...? I'm going to need you to stop. And he gets really big and puts his hand on a very large sword uh, and says, I'm not head of security for a little podunk bar. I'm head of security for this city. And you have decided to take your resources and your time and spend them on this broken glass. You must be very important. A lot of important things to do to really focus on this broken glass is it hard being head of security of a whole spaceport it doesn't sound hard sounds like you mostly sit around all day and just bore people where's that drink uh he looks at the bartender and says uh throw throw their drink away please uh and the the barkeep is just like frozen i'll take that thank you very much i'll I'll slap nomadis what on the on the shoulder, oh, okay. and nice job sniffing out the intergalactic space pigs. Yes. <laughs> I'm so appreciating that this is a bonding moment for Ronnie. I think you're okay. This is literally the worst party in the history of tabletop games. People are, are going to be like, "Oh yeah, Fayeforge Academy. It's so like nice and wholesome." <laughs> They're going to turn. The hell they work so well together. Their characters jive so well. Yeah, they're just is... like such a wholesome, family-friendly. <laughs> yeah, this is this is see this is how they can really appreciate Fayeforce Academy. They're like, wow, this is these people. They, they got like range. <laughs> it's like you're watching Death to Smoochie, and then you switch. Up. <laughs> I don't know what's going on anymore. I thought I knew who Edward Norton was. I'm so confused. Yeah. But he looks at you and says. Listen, I know that you are charged with, with protecting uh, Gogglefogger. I was quite enamored with you for the fact that two of you decided to, to take me up on my drinks. Uh, I appreciate that. But if this is the kind of attitude you're going to be bringing, I'm going to have to take you down to my station and make sure you are not the ones who are going to cause trouble here tonight. Really? I'm trembling. <laughs> Talk to me like that again, and I'll bust your fucking kneecaps. <laughs> Darling, I have a charisma of five. <laughs> Just looking something up real quick. <laughs> I don't care what you think. Did you tell us to make a check? Uh, no, I'm just I'm just checking something. Oh, sorry. <sighs> I uh, will do this job for goggle fucker, but uh, when it's done, I'll be. <laughs> when it's done, <laughs> you can do it. I believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> this is pushing. I'll do this job for Gogglefocker, but when it's done, I don't want to see your face again. Do you understand? Same. I think then we have an agreement. Now, back down, pal. And he just, he does. He backs away a little bit. Uh, but, Ronnie, I would like you to make a insight or perception check real quick. <laughs> Motherfucker, I rolled a one again. Yes, Kai. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So this is when we know it's Fae Forge Academy. Yep. Uh, as you as as he backs away, um, 
Ronnie, you 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 feel like you you won that encounter. The other three of you watching notice that his large laser sword that is his hand is on and pulls the hilt. You watch as he has some some sort of symbol. You would know that he's a from the symbol. He's a sepulchral knight, which is um, oh, those guys. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're basically paladins esque. Um, yeah. Honor, honor and and justice and all that stuff is good, but you see this symbol on his around his neck glow, uh, and this energy go from his from his symbol it through his arm into into his sword, and it changes from like this red glowing color that the laser sword was just to this white light. Um, mm-hmm. And as he backs away, he puts it he puts it away, and that energy kind of goes away. But you all saw that. Thinking that I've won the conversation, I turn around towards the bar. <laughs> Um, uh, and as that whole confrontation goes, the other things you know, you would notice, those of you who are kind of more looking around, the large half-orc has his weapons more ready as, as there was kind of a little bit of, of a scene. And the, the dwarf and the, the human woman that are at the table uh, gambling are both just kind of staring at you. Uh, the woman is, just, is almost chuckling, and the dwarf is given that like, like, Oh shit! Kind of a face um, about these new people who just walked into this bar in this this scenario. Uh, where's the half orc? Is he is, the half orc? Is, is, are is, they? Yeah, he he looks like he's guarding this booth with the the, oh, the these folks with the three halflings in there. Yeah. Okay, I will speak to them telepathically because I have that. Oh, as a Rothian. Okay. Um. Uh. Basically, I'm just gonna say. Pay us no mind. We will not be any trouble if you turn away. Basically, just like saying, like, don't, don't, don't aggravate one of these two ladies that I'm with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I don't know your genders as far as characters go, but don't aggravate, aggravate these two. Like, if you know what's good for you, <laughs> like, just trying to, like, I don't know, like, uh, I, uh, deviate his their attention of just like pay attention to everyone else besides mm-hmm. us because if you look at us you're probably just going to cause trouble um can he can he communicate back to you they can i believe so kind of back in your mind you hear hear this voice that says don't cause any trouble and i won't need to pay attention to you um i will repeat i, I will i will say back i have no qualms with you but if you focus too hard on us I cannot hold them back. And that's, that's, and I'm basically just ending the conversation there of just like, sure, you can keep watch of us, but this might not turn out well for you if you just keep focusing in our direction. You do what you need to, friend. And I'm gonna, uh, get another drink, because they're, uh, I think we were still offered a drink as far as me and Ronnie, or not Ronnie, uh, Dallas was, yep. right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna grab my glass and cheers to Dallas and say, like, well, looks like. Wait, well, Dallas, where did I, I don't even know like, where we did we learn to drink? Because like, <laughs> there's a Rothian and a and a Android, so I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know where y'all learned to drink, but I learned to drink from uh, the good old boys. So, Willie Whalen and the boys. That was it. That's what I recall. <laughs> and then I'll just cheers to Dallas and and drink this next. Drink. Okay. I'm gonna need another con save. This is the worst. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, Constitution. I think nine for me. Eleven. Okay. Yeah. Both of you, you still feel that tartness and stuff, and it goes down. Um, Sweet. After uh, Nomanda, after Helio kind of backs away, uh, the barkeep kind of keeps their eye keeps going back and forth between you and uh, (laughs) and the Aviara, and walks up to you and sets a drink down and says, "I I think it's seventy two degrees." Enjoy. Just as a caveat, I would never, ever do this in real life. Servers are some of the hardest working folks out there. And this is just, this is was what role playing is for to, to, <laughs> to explore out. Um, I don't think, actually, no, I really, honestly, I can't even justify why do we explore why privileged people are assholes. There's, there's no need for it. We all know. You know what? <laughs> On that note, Amanda, like, takes the drink, like, drinks it. And then, you know, takes a second sip. And then she just, like, turns her attention to the front of the room to, like, keep a scan on the room. And, uh, you know, her lack of a scathing comment is basically, the, that's her saying it's good. God, I feel mm-hmm. such a bad person. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so Goggle F- Fogger uh-huh. told us that, uh, oh, what are we trying to figure out for like what are we if there's if there's any purpose in the bar? if there's any threat to what's We're happening seeking out mm-hmm. threats in this bar mm-hmm. right now kind of oh, investigating okay, so the characters i sorry my brain goblins are <laughs> terrible today so actually ronnie and dallas are are doing the the thing which is great sweet <laughs> okay um i guess we haven't this is what elven lady mm-hmm. right here mm-hmm uh, and you could recognize uh, that. Because at so- this point, we haven't had interactions with these two at the very <laughs> end of the bar, and then this amoeba yep. that is kind of yep. off in the corner. I'm going to say that Stanley was making their way over there. Yeah, Stanley was making their way over to the amoeba. Okay. Uh, so as Stanley approaches, the amoeba doesn't even acknowledge that anything has approached and is just very entranced in whatever research they're doing. What is it you got there in your hands? Oh, is that a data pad? 5E? Oh, I heard those are very hard to come by. Oh, 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 you're f- f- familiar with these. Um, yes. Um, what are you doing? Well, I'm sitting here talking to you, aren't I? I'm here to listen to Gogglefogger's new work. I've been a fan of his for some time. It's quite thrilling to be here. Oh, it is quite thrilling, isn't it? Um... Can you even imagine what could happen if we could go into the dead spaces? Oh, there are huge parts of space, particularly around some of the old orc war fields where they've detonated a staggering number of arcane warheads. You know, those things just leave pockets of dead magic after they've been... Yes, yes, but, but... The other side is, if we could explore these spaces with kind of the the goblinoid faction fighting that has been happening as of late, um, it could be space for all the different factions to, to settle. But then again, also, if perhaps, say, the elves had some interest, it could, it could really create more problems for the universe now that I think about it. I don't know, there's a lot of implications, don't you think? 
Oh, whatever this new technology hits the runway, it always leaves massive waves. Oh god, do you remember when we started to get the brand new data links where we wouldn't have to account for quantum relativity or, or diffracting or offsets anymore? Oh, everyone was acting like it was some brand new holiday. I, I do. Uh, and one thing Stanley would notice uh, as they have approached this amoeboid um, mm-hmm. is this, this amoeboid has... Um, Two very large grenade belts around around their waist. Um, okay, quick check-in. I mean, we're adventurers, so we all know we're all armed to the teeth. But is everyone else here armed to the teeth? Uh, the only people that you can see are armed. Um, obviously. Uh, the half-orc yep. uh, is very well armed. Uh, Helio Horus, the Avia Ra, uh, yep. the head of security, is is very well armed. Um, the rest you don't necessarily see anything. Uh, actually, the 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 nautilus also has. Um, I mean, the nautilus is a walking war machine. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, the rest of them, you can't see anything obvious. Okay, so it's a kind of like a concealed thing with this amoeboid that he's got these this grenade <laughs> belt. No, it's it's not concealed. It's just from where you were sitting when you first walked in. You couldn't see. Oh, I it's see. Just, it's just like it's just like on the front, like a like a belt. Where did you get those grenades from? They look very retro. The I, the design is is very unique. It's a, it's an orcish design, um, and I found it. I have never seen these for sale anywhere, and so I found them, and I figured that. I could maybe garner a, a bit of respect if if if, 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 if if you would. You found them? Like, like shopping. I found them. Like, not in... Oh, you found them. Oh, like you were, like, digging the bins? I went into a store, and they were there. So I was like, oh, look at those. And you exchanged credits for them. And then yes, I, I understand. Yes. Wonderful. So, do you know how to use those at all? I I I think uh, and picks one up and and I think you just click this. Yes, and Stanley. <laughs> Stanley just like quick as lightning, just like puts his hand right over the clip, and is like, "Oh, you know, I think this older model is prone to unexpected detonations, and the timers aren't quite as useful as they could be on the." Why don't I just hold on to these for a second? I promise I will make sure you're well protected. You don't mind if I sit here with you, do you? Uh, you may sit here. You may not have my things. They are mine. They are not yours. Oh, no. I wasn't going to say, like, I was going to have them, but just, like, hold on to them. Because it seems that you're a little bit shaky. You, you almost just detonate a grenade here in a conference. No. But the thing is, if I did push the other button right here, then it would stop. So, I'm going to go ahead and try to make a <laughs> deception check against this amoeboid. Okay. Not necessarily that I am thinking that I, oh, I want these grenades. I'm, Stanley is just very good. Stanley is in his heart a good space dad, and he's just mm-hmm. very concerned that this amoeboid is going to hurt himself and others. So it's more of like, okay. uh, yeah, you know, these timers sometimes work the way they're supposed to but not always and so why don't i just hold on to them for you 
And unlike, unlike Nomanda, so any sort of hostility mm-hmm. that Nomanda generates, Stanley kind of diffuses it by usually okay. staying away from her. Okay, roll a deception. All right. Coming right up. There it is. Ooh, that's an unmodified six. I'm not going to look up the modifier for Stanley on that one. Yeah, uh, the inside of twenty of twenty one is going to see right through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the amyloid says, uh, "I can operate these just just fine, thank you. You um, have perhaps overstepped your bounds. I don't know if you're aware of how social, like kind of social norms and and mores, but typically uh, when you don't know someone, which you do not know me." Uh, you don't just grab their things. Well, you did arm a live grenade. And then I disarmed it. So is that also normal social boundaries? The disarming, yes. Everyone was safe. You were safe. You know, I feel so much safer. Thank you for explaining that. I'm going to just sit here, if you don't mind. Um, And then Stanley's going to, like, turn his attention. Like, he's got, like, a little... Um, like built-in data pad. He's gonna just start like doing like little research on Goggle Fogger just while he's with the amoeba, and he's just gonna kind of like give the amoeboid some space, let him kind of like just diffuse a little bit. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's the re- what are the rest of you doing? I think I'm gonna go look at Dallas, and uh, probably I would probably do this mentally and, and, and telepathically and say. Dallas, we need to see what those people in the end of the bar are doing. Ain't that our boss? Uh, the Nautiloid and the Elf? I don't think that's our boss. Oh, damn! Oh, you meant over there. Um, well... Yeah, I reckon that big boy over there doesn't look like he'd be easy to take out in case, uh... Miss thing over there gets an attitude again. <laughs> and I'm going to start making my way over to the elven lady. Yeah, I'll go with him. I'll go with him. Oh, I have something. I have something. Hold on. Um. Well, I think do, do not list. I don't. I didn't really look look at them too much. Do they speak like the common language? Yeah. Okay, they do. Okay. Hey, okay. All right. Perfect. Never mind then, because I can speak to machines, so. They're actually not machines. Is they they wear big suits, but they're actually like organic beings that have there's um I can't remember the name of the liquid that they have to have to survive, but they're almost like fish people in, in that sense. That they need huh. that they need the liquid that's inside of their suits to survive. Oh, oh that's dope. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, they're super cool. Um so as what are your passive perceptions, Ronnie? And um, gosh, I forgot your character's name too. Um, uh, looking at that now. Bale Lutor. It is ten. Ten. Nine. Okay. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that checks out. Um, <laughs> uh, so as as you approach, the the individual has two glasses of water set up as the two of you approach. Mm-hmm. And says, these are for you. And who has these? The elven mm-hmm. lady? Yep. She gives us water. Mm-hmm. You're on a job, are you not? We are. We are on a job. Hmm. Oh, that's right. 
Yeah, we are. We are. Uh, and and what are your names? I'm Dallas. My friends call me Darla. Dallas. And you can call me Lutor. Lutor? Lovely names for interesting people. Or beings, I guess I should say. Uh, I'm High Oracle Thessalia. It's a pleasure to meet you. Is that why you're drinking water? Oh, I'm I'm not drinking water. And you look over the- Neither are we. I just thought it would be- I- That just straight vodka? That's pretty, it's pretty gnarly. Um, I have what some people consider a high metabolism. Well, vodka ain't got that many calories, but that that's fine. <laughs> As do we. I heard it's customary to purchase another one a drink to find out more knowledge about a person. May I? Um... Depends on what kind of knowledge you're looking for, but that's very forward of you. Uh, usually people are a little more subtle about that. Well, you know, subtlety is not always the, the best game to play. Now, exactly what what is a how? You said a how or oracle? Oh, Lord. Um, it means that I have a very significant role in the great house Myrdal uh, of the Elven Empire. And um, my opinions on things are weighted heavily, and we have some interest in what is happening here tonight, as I imagine everyone here does. That house of yours seems pretty highfalutin, but I I guess I can see why y'all might be interested. Hmm. And what brings you here? I kind of give a little sideway glance at my companion. Oh, (laughs) Oh, protection. That makes sense. Yes, we're here on a job. Just as you are. Mm-hmm. So what have you learned on this job? That was our purpose of me purchasing a drink for your for yourself. Oh, so <laughs> you're just giving all of you <laughs> Yeah. We don't know what's going on. Yeah. Why don't you We're tell us? We're here to question all of y'all and figure out all your little secrets and such. Oh, I'm just Real quick, does anyone well, in this party have a charisma over 10? Just asking. I have a charisma of 18. Because I'm a warlock. Yeah, a warlock. Yeah, yeah a warlock. Oh, 18. good. Uh, good job, I talkers. I have a charisma Plunk. of 17. Nice. So, nice. It's not that I'm not charismatic. It's just that I'm I'm literally a Rothian, and we have 10 years to live, and I've probably been <laughs> a human civilization for two. Like, normal people civilization. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> I like Let's that. What do you rolling. want? <laughs> um, so as, as you as you're talking uh, with her, you get the sense that she seems to be trying to put off a vibe of, um, or not seems to. She's trying to. She seems uninterested in being here, uh, in her in kind of her body language. Um, kind of views this as a waste of time. It's more asking you questions just to do something. Are you on a job here too? Uh, yes, I am. I am. From this there uh, house of yours? Indeed. Uh, personally, I don't really have any interest in this invention, nor do I care to speculate about what ramifications it could or could not have. Um, there are things I would much rather do with my time than waste it here. 
with these interesting folks. Houses can be a pain. I know the the frustration that mine have brought me. <laughs> what is something that you find fun? Oh, I just like knowing. Well, I'm going to uh, tell Dallas to maybe... Uh, Right as she stops right there, my brain is just going to make a link over to Dallas. And I'm going to mm-hmm. say, I think I can keep her company if you want to check out our Nautilid friend over her. I think I can do that. I can do that. And I'll link, my brain will snap back to being present in the moment with the mm-hmm. elven lady. What's her name again? Uh, Fisalia. Fisalia? I, I snap back to Fisalia. I'll, uh snap back to High Oracle Thessalia uh, and I'll point over to the bartender and and like signal two like as far as like I don't know the bartender probably knows what Thalia has been drinking right before mm-hmm. right before you're about to put your hand up she she says oh that's not necessary no you said you like knowledge and secrets well <laughs> let's play a game one for one and I'm just like basically trying mm-hmm. to do like a make a connection about hating houses. She's here. She's having a board time under frustration. And I'm trying to link like your fun is telling secrets. Well, let's just play like this, mm-hmm. like slightly <laughs> spyish roguish one for one of I share a secret. You share a secret. As you do that, I want you to make an insight check. Um, and then we're going to go to uh, uh, Dallas and the Nautilus. What'd you roll? We are rolling like we normally do, Michael. <laughs> yeah. It is a one. Oh yeah, that's God. like three that's ones like for like, what, four? Yeah. Four yeah, that's that's not great odds, y'all. Okay. Uh, <laughs> We're doing great. And she, she smiles at you and says, very well. I consent. Uh, and Dallas and the Nautilid. Uh... Okay, can you remind me at the very beginning? He he he's wanting information. Our patron is wanting information on just like everybody in the room. Well, or was he looking for something specific? He again? thinks that he's in danger, and you are his protection. Ah, okay, okay, uh, okay. I'm gonna go over and I'll saddle down next to uh, this uh, big boy over here, mm-hmm. kind of sprawling out on the on the stool. Uh, you know these um fleshy folk get kind of annoying don't you think and i'm gonna kind of like lean my hand over and just kind of wrap my knuckles on his tank i guess <laughs> <See>? <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, we are the worst party uh, so- <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh hey look a fish in a tank they knock on the tank hey what's that say? there's a sign here what's it say that says don't knock on the tank um, like that. so <laughs> as, you, as you approach you notice this this is the only the only being in this whole place that's not really looking around inside of the bar. Uh, they're looking out of this window into space. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you knock, you watch you watch this whole big mecha suit flinch. <laughs> uh, and, and it turns and looks at me and says, why would you do that? That is very loud. Oh, well, I didn't think you had ears inside of there. <laughs> what? <laughs> You know, now that I think about it, I don't know. I, I don't know where that came from. You and and they take a glance at your <laughs> at your wiring, uh, and you see them kind of recompose and say, "You may need to get some software upgraded." 
Well, I, you know... I say that in the, the best way I can. You know, I wanted to. I could have I could have had maybe some ramp, but my motherboard only has two slots, and my creator <coughs> didn't give me any more than that. So um, I got about eight gigabits of RAM. That's about the max. Oh. Huh. <laughs> that's <laughs> so sad. How can I? How, but I how run on I? all four cylinders, so to speak. <laughs> I, I got a good noggin up. And <laughs> you have to at eight. I'm, at eight gigabytes. <laughs> I'm, oh I'm sure you do, honey. Um, <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm, I'm I'm sorry for the the, the startling. The, let's start off. Uh, what is your name? I'm Dallas Cassidy. Thank you for asking. Oh, of course, of course. Um, I'm I'm Captain Lysandra. Uh, what um, whew, what brings you um, what brings you here? And and you watch as as kind of the the face in this little jar. Of, of liquid kind of behind the mask uh, is kind of looks at you and then starts looking around. Eyes kind of start darting uh, like they were brought back into something and and go almost like into like this high alert um, looking around, not totally connected with you. I'm going to kind of follow their gaze around the room, not because I think anything's up to no good, but I'm just, she's thinking of an answer. <laughs> um, oh, you know, I, this this bar had pretty good reviews on that green, goldy, swirly, drinky thing. Uh, yeah. You have one of them yet? They're pretty good. D- um, I don't, I don't typically drink those kinds of things meant for more humanoid beings. Uh, not not super good for me in the suit. Uh, and everything leads to things like uh, <clears throat> death. You know, and that—that's a good question. How, how are you? Um, aren't you supposed to be in like a big swim pool kind of thing? Yes, like, that's what it, the it suit... feels like. It feels like you're a long way from home, is what I'm saying. Well, yes, our home is no more, and that's that's why I'm here. I we mm. we need to find a place that can replicate the environment of our home that once was, um, so that. My people and myself do not have to be in flotillas and in these terrible suits. And so, yeah, we're, we're here hoping to get our hands on the, uh, the schematics and hopefully be able to find a place that's home. Uh, and you do notice, um, even, even you, who are not the most observant mm-hmm. of characters, um, nope. this, this Nautilus eyes keep keep settling on the half orc uh, and the the people on the in the booth that he's guarding. Uh hmm, well, you know, I'm gonna look around the room and just kinda give a little shrug and I don't I don't reckon any of these fellas in this room have got two coins to rub against each other in the brain sense of things. <laughs> uh you maybe vastly underestimating the people who are here. For instance, the uh, representatives well, from... Let me tell you on confidence. It does take one to know one. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Um, but 
I don't know if you're aware of like the people and, and she kind of leans in closely and this like kind of roboted voice as it's coming through this, these speakers um, mm-hmm. uh, these people being guarded right next to us are from the Galactic Bank and uh, I fear that they're are you trying to rob them? I'm not trying to rob anyone okay I'm just checking because I would have picked you up on that oh Okay, uh, just the the Galactic Bank has really taken advantage of our people over the years, and I don't trust them. The Oracle means there's her house is is here and is interested. I don't know what on earth the Amoeboid would be here, but I'm sure they was, represent something. There's uh, the woman at that that table was connected to some powerful people. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, I'm out of my depth, I think. Well, that's all right. You got friends in her places, I'm sure. I guess so. Well, well, I tell you what, these rich fellers here ain't a, I reckon they're probably just as overconfident as you are underconfident. Maybe. I do know, still leaned in towards you. The Galactic Bank also has ties to the firm which you would know is like a galaxy-wide uh, mm-hmm. crime syndicate. Very, very powerful. Are you sure about that? Because that's some real gossip. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very sure. My fo- flotilla was once indebted to the firm, or excuse me, to the bank, and then we couldn't pay our loan back in time. And a mercenary fleet came and attacked our ships and destroyed my sister's ship. And I, I know it was the firm that was involved. I'm sure that it was the Galactic Bank that sent them. That's too damn bad. Uh, um, and you see her, her, she, she, her, her kind of these mechanic fingers tighten around this large uh, rocket hammer. Um, and you can even see, even though she's in this mech suit, like there's anger kind of pulsing through. Mm-hmm. And she says, "I, anyways, I've said enough." I'm sure. I'm sure that this is starting soon. And she walks. She walks forward, um, and kind of just kind of dismisses herself from your presence, uh, and walks up, kind of, and takes a seat up here by herself. And with that, I think we're going to switch over to uh, Ronnie. Wanted to do something. Can you re-describe the like mob guy that you had previously described? Yeah. Uh, so he's a halfling um, in a nice, nice black. Uh, suit um, has that little little like mob hat tilt going on, uh, and and has a a nice big cigar that he's just kind of smoking, chatting with these two half other halflings uh, in matching white suits, um, who kind of as you approach this this area um, seem a little nervous. Uh, one one particularly seems much more nervous than the other though. Based on the way you're acting, I'm kind of curious if you're a rat. <laughs> the uh, the one in the dark suit. Um, <laughs> well, now if you knew anything about me, you know a rat is the <laughs> furthest from me. <laughs> We're all going to the southern. Half I know. Once you hear it, it's hard. Out. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> 
I had it for a second. I had it for half a second and then I lost it. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. I, I understand. Anyway, sorry. I'm sorry. Just, just throw it in like the word yeah. see yeah, a couple yeah. times for no reason. <laughs> you see? Yeah. There we go. See? Take a seat, see? This, uh, this here is not a, uh, ratting situation, if you know. But you look like an interesting individual. Why don't you have a seat with us? I'm going to drag out a seat, sit down. Well, uh, a gentleman, of course, would order me a drink, <laughs> you know. He just snaps, uh, and you see one of the barkeepers uh, quickly start getting something together. Uh, hey. I don't know if you're familiar with my uh, my friends here, but uh, we got, got Kenny and Carrie Flopwig from the uh, Galactic Bank, and this lovely fellow right here my large friend, is uh, Tiberius Vinter. Tiberius, say hello. Tiberius just turns clearly irritated uh, and nods to you without saying anything and then just kind of keeps back skin. And uh, who might you be? Ronnie. That's all you need to know. Huh. Uh, you can call me Mr. Kiligop. Mr., huh? Isn't that a, a term? Have I, heard, have I heard your name? Um... You have heard rumors of a an individual in the galaxy uh, named Darkstar Kilagob, who has a reputation as a very prolific hitman, but is said to be retired. So it uh, looks like I'm in good company then. <laughs> You're with me, sweetie. Don't call me that. I'll break your fucking kneecaps. <laughs> I like you. I like you. I'd like to see you try. Oh, or what? You're a hitman over here? You, you back up? Oh. <laughs> he could do a fine job. I don't know if you know about Tiberius. Uh, he is renowned throughout the galaxy, really, uh, as um, really the most famous mercenary in in the verse. Uh, and when he says Tiberius Vinter, you know that name. Even though I know it, I'm going to say never heard of him. That means he must not be that run now. Uh, you hear a deep laugh from uh, Tiberius. <laughs> what, you what, a wise guy over there? Doesn't even look at you. Uh, and and, uh, and Kilogob says, now, now. It, it doesn't matter. He could do plenty to you. I don't need his help. Uh, so you tell me then. What are you doing in these but, pots? But let's... let's. Oh, I'm uh, associated with the uh, Galactic Bank these days. Uh, doing some, uh, you could say, consulting. Some consulting, huh? Mm-hmm. And uh, what's your crew here? They they uh, accountants as well? No, 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 no. Carrie, uh, why don't you introduce yourself in the front? Uh, and the the two halflings, one is um, male, one is female. And Carrie, uh, the making sure I'm getting this correct, uh, says, "Ah, um, yes, yes, of course. Uh, I am Carrie Flopwood. This is my brother Kenny. Uh, and I am the uh, vice president of the Galactic Bank. And uh, Kenny here." who is like, like he's got pit stains, uh, like 
beads of sweat running down his, his face. Like his hand is just like tapping on the table, like constantly. Uh, and, and he says, Kenny, take a breath. Uh, Kenny, Kenny here is the uh, chief data executive of the Galactic Bank. And we are here uh, along with uh, Mr. Kilogop, uh because the bank has uh, some substantial interest in this new matrix. Uh, let me ask you then, Shorty. Are you paying tribute to the to the boss out there, you know, what I'm talking about, the firm? And and do you need me to explain that to you? Is your uh, brain's about as big as you are tall, is what I'm asking. <laughs> Who are you saying that to? The Kenny? Did you say his name was Kenny? Uh, the nervous one? The guy one? who's sweating. Nervous one? Yeah. No, 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 no. I um, just I can do this. You can do this, Kenny. I have a hard time with um. His eyes keep going to Kilogob, and looks at looks at his sister as well. These kinds of situations just get me get me a takes a big drink of water. Excuse me. Uh, get get me a bit a bit nervous. I prefer looking at data and not uh, waves his hand in front of you, like kind of pointing at at you. Um, uh, pe- did you know it's rude to point? Uh, you want me to yes, break um, off every single one of those fingers no. you got? Now, now, now. <clears throat> <laughs> there is. Kai, oh shoot! I went. Never I went southern again. <laughs> <laughs> This is beautiful. There's no need for it. There's no need for any talking of, of breaking our fingers here. There's we we could we could do this. We could be enemies. I can ask you to leave. Or we could we could have a good time. There's gonna be a great presentation. There's drinks. There's I hear uh, You saying me and you are family? I mean Are we are we, are we family? You know, are we part of the the crime <sighs> the crime clan together? Well, if I was, or, to, or are if, you fucking rats? <laughs> uh, as, this, as this conversation is going on, there's a crashing. Um, I can tell you, I'm gonna fucking whack you <laughs> if I find out this is you. <laughs> I feel like I um, can just like sit back and like I do all the bitch work for me. This is wonderful. So, <laughs> as this happens, um, I need everyone. To make a wisdom save. Ooh. Wisdom. Okay. Definitely a strong suit of mine. I got an 11. Okay. Uh, being sarcastic. <laughs> 17. Uh, so I don't know what this is pertaining to, but just in case, I have advantage checks on... I have advantage on saving throws made to prevent others from sensing my motives, perceiving my emotions, it is, or reading my It thoughts. is not related to any of okay. that. Okay. Just checking. Can I point to the little nervous <laughs> guy and I'm gonna fucking whack you if this has anything to deal with you as this commotion starts? It's a natural yeah. one, and my yes. face is a negative one, so it's a zero. <laughs> oh, Big fat zero. Amazing. Um, All right, Amanda got a oh, Amanda got an eighteen. Stanley got a nine. Nice. Okay, and uh, you said Michael a uh, seventeen. That's correct. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna need the people who got an eleven or lower. Okay. Uh, to mute yourself real quick, or or um, like take out or, our earbuds. Pull your, pull your earbuds. Okay. Off. Cool. Yeah. Sure. 
Because one of my characters failed, I'm gonna just take off half my earbuds. <laughs> Is it your main your main character failed? No, the pet failed. Okay, uh, Stan- Stanley failed. Okay, then then you then yeah you listen. Um, so <clears throat> uh, as you all are having your various conversations around. Um, there is some small flakes of dust tumbling down from a rusty panel in the ceiling above the gaming table, uh, causing the dwarf and, and woman to look up simultaneously uh, in surprise. With a cra- crash and a clang, a small foot-length rodent with long blue-gray fur bursts out of the panel from above and lands with a thud on the tabletop. The woman lets out a high-pitched scream as the creature rolls up onto its feet, uh, its mouth full of what looks like a small circuit board. And it scampers away towards the stage, spilling Carmen's drink all over her red or the woman's red, drink all over her red dress and scattering playing cards everywhere. Uh, when the creature hits the floor, it turns and sharply begins running straight for Professor Orin. At the same time, you see the dwarf drawing a strange pistol from his hip and gritting his teeth. And then everyone else can come back. Those of you who failed, this is what you experience. You hear some metal rattling overhead and a few flakes of rust and dust fall to the gaming table. Uh, Suddenly, the woman in the red dress, the red hair, spills her drink all over her dress uh, and scatters playing cards everywhere. And you see the dwarf reach underneath his jacket and pull out a pistol uh, and start pointing it towards the front of of the bar. Uh, And with that, we're going to have to see what happens next time on the Fae Forge Academy in space. In space. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Fae Forge Academy Dark Matters uh, Conspiracy in the Stars special sponsored by Mage Hand Press. If you're here listening because you saw our giveaway on Twitter, thank you for hanging in here. Uh, our winner is Anikster. That's their Twitter, Twitter handle. Handle. Shoot us a DM on Twitter and we will get you your Dark Matter stuff, your Fae Folio, and your uh, Witchcraft book and i hope you enjoy it if you like our content uh please consider joining our patreon we have sometimes i put my dm notes up there there are early access to art special short stories other stuff in addition if you would follow our twitter for updates on our cast uh things happening with our show uh that's where you can stay in contact with us most often we also love interacting with our fans and everything and finally we will be releasing first episodes of our second arc uh, in two weeks from today we've got a special guest lined up for that uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun thanks so much for listening have a great day hey i'm emily Harmon. i play sepia golden you can find me on twitter at emily j-e-a Harmon. i'm michael sinclair the second i play besky nevering and you can find me on michael Kritz on twitter I'm Adelaide Gardner. I play Ariane Zuvan. And you can find me online at Twitter at OAdelaide. Hey, I'm Kai. I'm Stonefly underscore Kai. And then I am playing Asher and Ember Whisper. Hi, my name is Ian Gould. I play Coe's Forgeheart. 
and you can follow me at Game of Science on Twitter. Theme music and background music by Dave Cole of the Four Orbs Podcast. For additional music, search for D. Cole Music on YouTube. Additional background music and sound effects found at zapsplat.com and tabletopaudio.com. Fayforge Academy is proud to be a part of the Fundamentals Podcast Network.